During this episode of Sandlot Sports, we discuss the NBA playoffs, NFL training camp, and we reminisce about some, some things in our childhood. We actually give real-time updates with for Game 5 from the Milwaukee-Brooklyn series when Kevin Durant had one of the best games we've ever seen. Really? I'm telling you, Garrett still be there if he manned up and fired Linehan when he should have. I believe that. I don't know. I mean, watching his offense in New York putter around, I don't know if that's Garrett or if that's just Daniel Jones or a combination of the two. Man, look, one of the hardest things to do in business in America is take something from somebody that you gave them. You just took his manager role and put him in the assistant manager position again. He don't give a fuck about being an <laughs> offensive coordinator. <laughs> Welcome to Sandlot Sports. I am Adam Kappison. I'm here with Dorian Cody. The NBA playoffs seem to be getting interesting. <laughs> and BJ Thomas. Yeah, when like two-fifths of the team disappears, it changes the whole series. That's and <laughs> yeah. I, I will say this. We we did this last week, and I remember BJ saying the Bucks have no chance. You can run a layup line, you can shoot twos, you can do it all what you want, and it's not gonna matter. And I believe, believe the quote was, well, you could just play defense. Yeah, and what are they doing? It's a lot easier to defend when Kyrie rolls his ankle, James Harden's broken, Spencer Dinwiddie's nowhere to be found. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but hey, what else? Yeah. What else do you want? I, I will say this though: and then go play Oak Park Middle, I guess. Game, <laughs> game three is super important because had they not won that game, mm-hmm. then the Kyrie injury is not as significant. Because right. had they had they won game three, uh, obviously lost game four with when Kyrie didn't, you know, look like he broke his ankle, but it looks like he just severely sprained it. Then we're, we're talking, okay, well, they just have to win one. Durant just has to win one game by himself. Right. But but because they lost like, the game three, now they're like, oh, crap, we have to rush Harden back just to have a chance. And, you know, by the way, let's just forget that we have, you know, Kevin Durant on our team. With a hamstring. Right. We're going to rush a hamstring back. I'm sure that's worked well throughout history. That Google search probably answer all those questions. Yeah, I, I seem to remember. I seem to remember a team a couple of years ago. They had a superstar that was hurt, mm-hmm. and they rushed him back because they were in the finals and they were having a hard time winning against the Toronto Raptors. Now, who was that player that they rushed back? Um, oh wait, wait. Um, oh, oh wait. It was mm-hmm. Kevin Durant. Yeah, yeah, that's him, Kevin. Durant. And what happened? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and we we've seen this numerous times and it ironically it happens a lot with acls and achilles where you rush these guys back and they're just not quite ready and it gets a lot worse i hope it doesn't happen with harden but we i've seen it too many times to to take that risk right didn't they uh, but harden he's not even practicing though so i wouldn't he's on the court right now yeah he's he playing right now yeah he's on the court right now i just looked at him in his face oh Here my he god he's right over his shoulder that's james bro. harden right there what what are they doing? They're panicking. That's what they're doing. And boy, wow. do oh, desperation is a stinky cologne. And I love the smell. It is so <laughs> fun. It is so fun to see. It's like, oh, we're gonna break a thirty million dollar investment just to see if we can get a couple extra points. This is yeah. excellent. I love it. Yeah, and oh, oh my God, it was on Sunday. Nets Twitter was insane from the fact that Giannis should be kicked out of game five because of a flagrant two to we should just not count championships when there's injuries. <laughs> I like that. I like that one. I like that one. I like that one. like Laker fans. I feel like yeah. we can get a Super Bowl or back from Super Bowl or two back from Brady if we do it that way. Yeah, because yeah, I, I, I literally read that um, there has not been a legitimate championship since the 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 last Heat championship because when 
because Kyrie was hurt and against the Lakers or against the Warriors, and then I think um, Draymond got kicked out of Game Five. We we kicked LeBron in the nuts, and then they didn't count uh, the Durant championships because reasons. And then Durant got hurt, and then you know the bubble, and, and I'm like, dude, you're just making excuses. You're, I can say this: you're worse than Michigan fans. <laughs> mm. Mm. Okay, so I, I heard some individuals talk about you know, the Lakers and their bubble champs. They call them bubble champs. And because they said, uh, you know, because if it was the format then like it is now, they wouldn't have won a championship. And it's kind of like, all right, well. What's the difference of the format other than what court they played on? Right. And also, too, it's like you are professional basketball players. It doesn't matter. Actually, you playing at a centralized location. Should have been easier. It should have been. Is Thank you. should have been you, easier. You played. 20 AAU tournaments like that in your lifetime. It should have been like the easiest thing ever. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, if, you want, if you want to talk about asterisks, okay, I, I could buy the Jamal Murray, Donovan Mitchell kind of shootouts when, when they played. If you want to talk about asterisks, about points in a game, just because no home crowd. I, I, that I would buy, but the championship, no, because you're right. They play AAU constantly. It doesn't matter. This is what they're used to, and then so be it. And by the way, professionals, deal with it. Absolutely. It's like you get paid millions of dollars to play basketball. It shouldn't matter if you played on a basketball court, even in the backwoods, in a back alley. Like if that's what you're paid to do, like you're, you know, you're paid, you put all these money or you or you're supposed to put money into yourself, into your body to be able to perform at the highest level. So, so whether it's, you know, a bubble no. or no bubble, you got to perform, man. I mean, if, if you're not going to count the bubble, do we not count the Olympics either? Because it's the same, same kind of format. Yeah. They couldn't bring their favorite hookers, strippers, and drugs into the bubble. That's what it was. Hey, hey, well, hey. Hey, hey, that, that was That was James Harden's problem. <laughs> he wasn't quite motivated. So. Hey, at least Lou Williams got his uh, lemon pepper chicken wings, right? <laughs> <laughs> that would be more concerning to me is like pregame meals. Like, how do I get my wings? How do I get my, my stuff? Well, and and I knew people that that were working in that bubble because it was all they were all Disney employees, and they're like, "This is insane. We are literally here to serve NBA players. Wow. And like, what what are we doing?" Wow. So, and, and they they were getting gourmet meals. They were getting anything they wanted just to wow. open those hotels for NBA players. I can hear that song from Beauty and the Beast. Uh, is it Beauty and the Beast? Be, be our guest. guest. Be yep. our guest. That's like I can hear. That's like I can hear. It's like yep, rotating in my head. <laughs> All right, so when it comes to the series, so is it safe to say if Milwaukee wins tonight, the series over? Yes. That's a quick yes. I don't – Kyrie's ankle is not going to be, like, playoff ready for weeks. Yeah. Right. When when he limped off the court on Sunday, that was not a, hey, I'll be okay in a couple of days face of pain. That was, oh. I need about three weeks face of pain. And with them rushing Harden back, he's not going to be 100% for a while. And it's really hard to beat a team with confidence. Absolutely. And and you can tell that the Bucks is kind of like, oh, yeah, we need to put our feet against their necks and let's win this series. Yeah. But also, too, even even let's say the Bucks win the series, would it be safe to say that they'll come out of the East? That's a bigger question. Um, and, and, and I say that just because I think it depends on who actually comes out of that Philly-Atlanta series. Had you asked me you know, yesterday at 7 o'clock, I'd said absolutely not because I wouldn't think that, that Philly would lose to them. Philly is just, they're, they're too big. I think uh, Embiid can play Giannis to a draw. And I think the Philly role players are better than the Milwaukee role players. How ugly would that game be? Neither team can shoot a fucking lick. 
<laughs> if they get to the basket, half the people on the court can't shoot free throws. That would be the, the NBA is praying for that game not to happen. Yeah. Please do not let those two sorry bastards in. I'd rather see a 4-0 sweep of a real basketball team in the YMCA team than uh, two YMCA teams play each other. <laughs> but, I mean, and truth of the matter is Philly blew that game last night. Yeah. They absolutely blew it. I mean, because yeah. I was I was watching that um, in, in the waiting room, and I went and watched Atlanta go up, and I watched Philly just stomp on their neck. I watched Atlanta come back as NBA teams do. Then I saw Philly go back up and they were up by like 18. And I'm like, yep, this is what NBA, what good championship level teams do. Right. When the, the challenger comes up, they punch them in the mouth and they're done. Right. Atlanta came back and, you know, all, all credit to them. Atlanta tried to give it back to him with like 40 seconds left when John Collins, John Collins hit who was under the basket right in the chest with a rocket pass. Clint Capella yeah, just threw it right in his chest. Bouncer, I was like, what hell kind of pass is that? I was like a half court pass for five feet. I didn't understand it. It hit him right in his chest. I know, I know in Capella's head, he goes, What the fuck was that? Yeah. Like you can't say that as a team, as a team player playing a team sport. You can't do that. But in his head, he's like, What the fuck was that? But that was the uh, hardest little underhanded shovel pass I'd ever seen in the paint in my life. I, I saw a great stat though, and then that it just tells you everything you need to know. Nick McMillan is eleven and one since taking over. And games are decided by five points or less. That's coaching. When the games yeah. are tight, it's all about how the coach works. Doc Rivers, the same stat, eight and seven, zero oh and two in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, and even um, even with with Doc's uh, rotations, I, I, you can't put. You, no, we're not going to do this to Doc. Those fuckers can't shoot. I'm sure some people do. <laughs> coach this, coach that. They can't shoot threes. This is a game of threes now. We have to get out of this archaic. Dude, the point guard can't shoot free throws. This is the, it's an archaic way of thinking. The three ball is it. We have to get over it. We have to come to terms with it. They can't shoot. If, if the game's even close at the end, who's going to take the shot? Tobias Harris? He's not qualified. He's never been that guy. Seth Curry, Curry. Seth Curry. Seth Curry's resume is sketchy. He's shooting well right now. Right, right. But what's the resume that says he's got the ice in the veins to take the shot? Yeah. But outside well, of the genetics. Curry, yeah. Outside of Seth Curry, who else on the team do they have to really take that shot and have the confidence to make it? Mike, Michael Jordan had four brothers. Fair enough. Or two brothers? I know Either he had two way. sons that weren't as good. Yeah, we don't need Yeah, I wasn't going to bang on the sons because that was just tough. I could never imagine being in their situation. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> But 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 if you're if you're Philly, like, what do you do as far as who who takes the last shot? That's what I'm saying. Doc, <laughs> who's who's Doc get to go to? Danny Green. Danny Green has not been clutch for years. And he's out. He's out yeah, for two yeah, or three yeah. weeks. Even, yeah, even if Danny Green was 150, percent he has never he has not been right for three years, clutch wise. Like he, well, his shoot his jumper has not been the same. He has not been right since he was on since he left the Spurs. Yes, yeah, no. Spurs, yeah. He, didn't he, he contribute a little bit in Toronto? I believe. Not yeah. nearly the way he did in San Antonio. Yeah. No, he didn't, but he didn't. I don't think he had to either. Yeah. But so as, when? Soon, as soon as they needed him and he turned him in the premier shooter in the Ray Allen spot, pretty much, I would figure. Yeah. For the I mean, that's what he is and would be on Doc's team right now with the roster he has. He's he's not that guy anymore. Right. I like Danny Green. I'm not trying to pile on him. It's just no, I mean I, something something has changed. Well, I think I think with Danny Green, I think the what has changed is defenses are saying like he can shoot. Because yeah. when he when he was in San Antonio, especially for the first few years, he was it's kind of like throw in kind of he's out yeah. there, he might be able to shoot. And then that finals against the Heat when he, when they just beat the crap out of him, teams went, well, oh, yeah. oh, what's this? And yeah. and then they they focused their defense on him. And he's not a guy that can really do that without 
being open. And, and that, I think that's why he hasn't been as good as he was with on the Spurs, because nobody that ball movement. A, nobody cares about a mid-range shooter or a driving threat at all. Nobody worries about that. Unless your name is Chris Paul. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm talking about Danny Green. Like nobody, can, yeah. nobody looks at Danny Green as a mid-range or driving guy. He's basically a one-trick pony. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and that's my problem with, with the three-point shooters nowadays. Is I'm okay if the three-pointer is, is part of the game. It's a weapon. It, it's great. But when that's your entire offense, when, when your offense is either try to get a layup or shoot a three. What kills me is the jumper is one of the last things to go, and his is gone. Yeah. Not gone, but it's really inconsistent and definitely not what it had been. But, I mean, Tim, Tim Duncan made a Hall of Fame career by shooting 18-foot jump shots. Yeah. 18-foot yeah. bank shots at that. and. That's that's something that needs to come back. I don't know if it will because analytics say, well, it's not that effective. You yeah, know what's no. effective? Scoring points. Um. So, like, so I'm thinking of the series, right? So Atlanta as a whole is Atlanta that team in the playoffs that teams aren't really prepared for because it's kind of like it's kind of like you look at the Hawks and they, well, damn, it's the Atlanta Hawks, but it's not the Hawks of old. You know what I'm saying? Because usually the Hawks of old will, you know, fuck up a game here and you know, okay, well, they're gonna end up losing. But it's so special about this team, man. I don't know. I can't put my finger on it besides, you know, everyone playing together. It just that it just seems as if like, you know, this could be the team that could uh beat the Sixers and give the Bucks. I mean, we consider the Bucks uh to win the series against the Nets. Ooh, you just did some projection right there. You just did a little projection right there. I mean No, we just he he just asked the question and we yeah. answered and he's going off that answer. That's not projection, yeah. that's uh, flow with the conversation. Right. I don't know. I don't know for I I don't like assuming. I like Durant's still out there. Well he, I, I just don't yeah. see it. I just don't see when you go in when you go into a game and you got your whole squad, it's what mm-hmm. like Je, like Giannis has. That's huge. They've yeah. been playing together for so many games. I mean, Durant's having to figure things out on the fly. Yeah. And I I know they haven't played much together, but one of them's been out there with him most of the season. But but in answer to your question, during what's different about the Hawks, Nate McMillan's was different about the Hawks. That that dude can coach, yeah. and he's on a team that is listening to him. Now, what, whether they're to keep this up for years to come, that's a different story. Because sometimes people tune him out, but he he's done a fantastic job. And I'm going to eat a big bucket of crow right now. What's different is Trey Young, and and what I mean by that is if you watched the game yesterday, he couldn't shoot worth a damn his jump shot was not working so you know what he did instead of trying to shoot himself out of it he let his teammates shoot himself back in it they weren't down by 30 but he didn't let them get down by 30 when they were down by 16 17 he instead of just jacking threes up like you know everyone else does he went okay this isn't working i need to try something different and and that's what worked yeah, he did. I like how he set um, the others up in that game, too, because he knew he yeah. was like, I don't got it. But uh, Bogdanovic's been pretty freaky also. Yeah. He's been yeah. – he's played better than he did last year. Yeah, he's a solid addition. Solid Boy, addition to the Hawks. He's pretty confident. I like watching him play and just pull up wherever, whenever. And Herter. Kevin Herter's pretty fun to watch, too. Yeah, the guys can stroke it. I think, uh, I think the coaching's a big reason, but it seems like – they're actually a better team than they were last year also. Like, it seems like they've improved as a group for sure. And I'm sure McMillan had a lot to do with that, but also the natural basketball progression thing. So, yeah, it's good to see. It's fun to watch. And and that's just something that, that somebody said. It's it's nice to see a team grow. It's nice to see a team mature together and not be just thrown in a blender. I mean, and and let's, let's look at this. If Milwaukee pulls us off against Brooklyn, pretty much all the super teams are gone. I don't know if you consider the Clippers a super team or not, because they only have two. But you know, AD and LeBron, 
out. If Brooklyn can't win, obviously all three of them are out. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's nice to see organic teams. Yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be pretty interesting. I, you know what? I was um switching over to the Western Conference. Like I was watching the uh, Clippers and uh, Jazz game, and I was just watching like the camaraderie that the Utah Jazz have. And it's just and you could tell they've been playing with each other for years because even even like on the court when, when the ball was moving, it's like they know, okay, all right, so you know, Ingles, is it is it Ingles or, or, or English? What is it? Ingles. Ingles, okay. Yeah. So like for instance, there was a play to where um it was a pick and roll with Ingles and with uh Donovan Mitchell. And it was just the the like something mental happened where they knew, okay, Donovan Mitchell come off the pick instead of rolling to the basket. I'm going to roll to the three point line. They're they're looking for me to pass it to Ingles, but instead there's going to be um, Gobert right there. And it, it, I don't know. It, it just seems as if like I saw a lot of San Antonio spur type of ball movement with the Jazz. It's fun to watch. Well, that's what happens when you have an, an organic team that grows up together. And, you know, and the Suns are that way too. Now, granted, that's a relatively new team because their players are relatively young, but they've all grown up together. Aiton and Booker, they've been in the league ever since Aiton's been in the league together. The, the, the addition has been Chris Paul, and it's not so much just, you know, Paul's game, even though that, that's great that's going 37 in a closeout game, but it's his maturity and his leadership has helped that team grow. But they, they know where everyone's going to be. And that that's a team that, you know, going into last year, like, oh, well, the, the Suns, you know, they haven't been crap. They've been crapping for 10 years. And now it's like, whoa, well, yeah. what is this? Monty Williams is doing a solid job with coaching yeah. them as well, especially with, with the rotations, too. Um, I like how he knows when to, uh, like, for instance, Cameron Payne. I like how he allows Cameron Payne to come to relieve Chris Paul, but also he leaves those two in there also uh, for defensive reasons as well to be able to put, uh, you know, at the time when they were playing against the uh, Nuggets to help out with the uh, point guard and stuff like that. I just I just like his view of rotation and things of that nature. So he's doing a solid job, in my opinion. And what do you guys think about the the foul on, on Jokic? Should he be kicked out? That just seemed like a hard foul where his face was accidentally in the way. I didn't feel like Jokic was trying to injure anybody intentionally. Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think it was. I mean, I mean, it was intentional, but it wasn't. He was for, out intentional. Not his face. He might, he might have been ready to slap the shit out of his arm or shoulder or something for sure. Right, right, right. I don't think, it, I don't think he was going for his face. He just, his face just happened to, to, to be there. I got ten um, bucks as two brothers and him can take the whole court. <laughs> I mean, it, it could be. I mean, the thing about it is, did we really think that they were going to fight? I don't know if I don't know if you ever paid attention to what happens in these foreign leagues, but they throw batteries at motherfuckers and stuff. I'm pretty sure those guys would have come out of the bench and knock somebody out. Well, yeah, oh, I, I'm sure. I, I don't see the Jokic brothers saying hold me back. No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm talking about the I'm and, talking about the NBA players. I, I don't know. I don't think either one of them cared. They're just like, I'll give you all the business if I have to. <laughs> right. Yeah, it, it, my my take on the foul is Jokic is just a large human being. Cameron Payne is big, but he's not a large human being. Right. So when you have that kind of force come down, and it, it's good a heart, and you're right, his face just happened to be in the way. And it mm-hmm. looked bad because Jokic is just that much bigger. Now, did he wind up and hit him? Yes. Did it deserve to be called by today's definition? Yes. It's a, it's a flagrant too. I think 10 years ago, I don't think it is, but I think by the just the letter of the law, it, it is what it is. doesn't mean that's a stupid rule. 
Yeah. And, th- and then afterwards, I mean, Jokic went up to Cameron Payne and was like, yo, man, my bad. They're like, yeah, cool. Yeah. I know some some people, some, some commentators try to, to make a big deal out of it, but it's just like, it's it's part of basketball. Yeah, what, what I didn't... In. You're reaching, you're pushing, yeah. you're trying to get the ball, it happens. What yeah. I didn't like is is the commentators, well, he shouldn't be kicked out because he, he's the MVP of the league. That shouldn't have nothing to do with it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I had a guy I had a guy at the Y take a chunk of my face out with a fingernail reaching for the ball. Ooh. Man, I've had switch on that too. It was weird. It was a loose ball. I went to grab it the same time he did. I, I mean, I was pissed when it happened, but not necessarily him, just pissed. Yeah, right. It's the same thing, man. man those those things are gonna happen. You, you I don't know if any like especially serious basketball players, like instances like that happen all the time. I mean, I've been in situations to where a person tried to save a ball instead of throwing it to his team and he hit me in the face with it. <laughs> you Ooh. know what I'm saying? It just like that happens. Yeah. And and that's the thing. I mean, the thing things sometimes just happen. Right. You know, they're not intentional. It sometimes is, you know, again, going back to Giannis and Kyrie. I don't think Giannis was, was trying to hurt him. I don't even think he, he had a cut him and think right. crap just happens. Right. You know, and, and again, Nets Twitter was blown up and Giannis should be kicked out of the games. Like, no, shit happens. It's part of the league. Exactly. It's just wait what happens. Yeah. And plus it would be hard to call anything against Giannis either because if you pay attention, Giannis was looking up at the ball. Yeah. So and he was looking for the position, and obviously he saw that Kyrie had the rebound. I mean, it's well, and and it's different than the airspace rule on on a jump shooter, especially from the three point line, because you're not worried about a rebound. You're not looking right. up because you're you're, you know, when you're defending, you're looking at the player, so you, you can tell where his airspace is. You're right. Giannis was going for the rebound; and just happened to be there. Right. It sucks because it may have just completely changed the face of the playoffs, but it, it's the way it is. It happens, man. Injury is part of the game. Yeah, and yeah, that's, that's that's why you need a bench and not just two or three superstars. Absolutely, absolutely. Prime example. I bet I bet having um you know one of the who was it? I think it was well they actually had to trade him, but having you know Cars Levert would definitely help right now. The, yeah. <laughs> But yeah. what what do we know? We're just three guys from Leesburg. We're not NBA GMs, mm-hmm. although we could be. If someone wants to offer us a contract, I think any one of us would take it. Yeah. Brad Stevens got a job with like no experience. That's true. Yeah, he did. Um, Slight on the job training, but that's yeah. about it. A little different. <laughs> so um, so overall, who do you think is going to now narrow the teams down? Who do you think is coming out of the West? I don't see anybody taking down Phoenix. I really don't. And I know I just gave them a kiss of death, but I don't see anyone taking them down because I, I know you can put Kawhi on Booker, but I don't see anyone stopping Aiden on, on the Clippers. And I don't see anyone getting in, in Paul's way. I, I just don't know if Kawhi is going to be out of jail for that dunk last night before he gets a chance to play that in that game. Oh, he just murdered somebody. Oh, yeah, uh, that, that was Derek Favors that he smoked. That was yeah. crazy. And the funny, the funny thing I saw was Joe Embiid was doing his post game interview when it happened, and he was watching yeah. the TV behind him, and he just stopped the interview. He's like, "Ooh, did you see that?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that was nasty. He was so far away from the basket when he caught back and reached out and dunked that. I was like, "Oh boy!" And then he oh. just has that dumb look on his face, like nothing happened. <laughs> well, that, that's Kawhi. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think I don't know. I think um, I think the West is, the Western Conference Finals is going to be uh, the Suns and the Jazz. And really, I do, I do. I just think that I think I just think that something's going to happen to where playoff P, what do you want to call himself? I don't think he's going to give. 
I think an inconsistent an inconsistent game is going to come up for Paul George. You know, and and I, I know I called the Jazz when when we first started this, when when the playoffs first started, mm-hmm. and the Jazz were my team to come out of the West just because they are a team. Mm-hmm. Um, I would feel more confident about that if Conley would come back. Yeah, but I mean, again, injuries are part of the game. But that's the point. They lost one of their stars, and they've been doing just fine. Right. Um, I, I think Mitchell needs to he needs to figure out Kawhi on defense because Kawhi's just owning him when he's checking him on on defense. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that I think that the Jazz need they they need to do like the the double high pick and rolls for for Donovan Mitchell so they can put uh, Donovan Mitchell into situations where he have either Zubac or he has one of uh, the uh, Morris twins on him so he can you know get by him but what's happening is that when they do that one screen at the top Kawhi is just getting all through that he was like nah try again they're gonna have to do a double screen to be able to get Donovan Mitchell free and set up some plays to get either uh I can't think of the number 44 the guy who's been guarding Kawhi pretty well by the way uh Bogdanovich I keep is that the other Bogdanovich yeah (laughs) there's one of the Bogdanovich that's it Bogdanovich yeah this is the Bogdanovich playoffs they're both yeah well wait wait. so so you're saying that European players can come over here not be as athletically talented but can compete (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I brought, up, I brought that up this week at a friend's house, and it didn't go so well. He got a little butter. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's something about that you know, main in America stuff that's not as not as great as it used to be. Yeah, you know, just like everything else, we're going to ship our products overseas, get it sent back right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and see, I mentioned that a couple of episodes where hey, I can see a couple of uh, uh quite a few American players going over playing in Europe, getting accustomed to that European style, and coming back here. And um and becoming a solid. Well, player. and that's what Melo tried to do. Yeah, I I I know Lamelo tried to do that. Now, granted, you know his, his problem was that he couldn't play in college because they they kicked him out. But he went overseas to try to try to beef up. But I can see a 17, 18 year old who has nothing, mm-hmm. nothing going. I can go to college, struggle there, maybe get a kickback from an agent here or there, or I can go overseas, make enough money where my mom can maybe move out of this crap house that she's in and and beef up and come over here. Now the 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 challenge is the if the American kids do that at 16, 17, 18 years old and go over there, that's fine. But you've got kids like Luca who've been doing it since they were 14, 15 years old. Mm. And it's just it's a different beast because they've been in this longer. It is. It's like uh you could tell that they've adopted the soccer format, right? Start them off real young and put them through that those uh schools because I know that uh I forgot what country it is, but they actually have schools for basketball. Like, like they have for a lot of European nations do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they train them up. And the next thing you know what? They're playing professionally at 14, 15 years old. Well, and, and the the countries are seeing the outcome of that. They're seeing their exports come over to the NBA and make a crap ton of money and take over the league. And it's not going to be long before the number of superstars that you see is the same number for foreign born or American born. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, I mean, Luca is just the start. And we said that they needed that kind of American street edge and Luca's got it. Yeah. Should we do the game update real quick? Want to hear an interesting stat? Sure. I I know the Bucks are up by 16. I've got that on my phone. Yes. Yes. James Harden is 06. Yeah, because he wasn't ready to come back. Seems like you might want to set him down before you break him. Yeah. Played 22 minutes, zero points. 
Zero. So there's a guy that would have had a layup or some free throw shots by now that you could have left in there. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, geez. Absolutely. 22 minutes, 06, and uh, 05 from the three point line. Well, and that tells me something. He doesn't want to drive. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, see, I'm not trying to be rude here, but. Just because he's all five from the three point line, we do that does not give us any information on James Harden because he'll do that too. No, yeah. but but he'll he'll go over five, you know, jack him from, up from three, but he'll also go over you know, five while while being three for eight overall. He'll he'll have other shots. The fact that he's that he's taken one shot from in, inside the three point line tells me that he doesn't want to drive today. He doesn't want to try to get contact. He doesn't have any free throw attempts, does he? That's not like James Harden. He's zero for zero. He's got he's been rebounding. So I mean, that, I got to give him that. I, if I were injured, I don't know if I'd rebound. That's that's the gamble. Yeah, but yeah, it, when when James Harden goes an entire half and all but two minutes in the entire half and doesn't have a free throw attempt, yeah. something's not right. Whole Nets team is negative in the plus or minus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, like we said from the beginning, playing Harden today reeks of desperation. Yeah, and and that's the point. You have Kevin Durant. Yeah, just feeding. Uh, I was just feeding the ball. Eh, three. Eh, one for four from the three point line, five for seven from the three throw line. He's six to ten overall. Yeah. Outside of that, w- w- uh, what other options do they have, especially scoring wise? I mean, I'll tell I mean, you what. Have- as of right now, it won't be Durant's fault. He's at he's. 18 and 9, three assists, three steals, two blocks. Yeah, yeah that, that's the thing. Durant can lead the team. The fact that Nash doesn't think that he can and needs to rush back Harden tells me everything you know about that team. Uh, that team's garbage outside of four people. Yeah. And yeah. three of them are, are hurt and broken. James Harden, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Spencer Dinwiddie. Three of the four of them should not be playing. No. And then now, because now let's look at the list here. We got Landry Shamit. Mike James, uh, I think it's Nicholas Claxton, yep. and Jeff Green. What the hell? Uh, this isn't set up for success. And you got to remember, if they start saying, well, LeBron did, I'm get pissed because LeBron was set up for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Spot up shooters, people that move the ball well, stuff like that. So absolutely, I don't want to start hearing the, you know, well, LeBron, no, no, no. I don't think you'd be taking this team anywhere. It, it That's plus, a terrible roster. Yeah, yeah, like you said, it's I, a terrible I'll stop roster. Three. It's it's not good at all. They're 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 definitely going to have to do something, you know, with their bench. I know. I was going to say that. I know that. I think before the trade deadline, they were thinking about bringing in another guard. But I mean, I guess they decided to roll with. Um, I think I think they brought in Blake. Right? Was it uh, Blake that came in at the trade deadline? To quote the great Michael Clark Duncan in the movie Slam and Salmon, if it's if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Blake Griffin was their was their pickup at the trade deadline. Right, right. Great. Yeah, he was the pickup. So he can't shoot. And that's what they need right now. Yeah. They need that. They need somebody who's gonna, you know, be able to I distribute mean, the ball as well. They let Jared Allen go. That was a huge mistake. Uh Terrence oh. Lavert. I know they had to do that to get people, but like golly, man. BJ, you called it. They need the Ray Allen role. They need somebody they can shoot, not just from three, but from mid-range. And they and they're not a superstar, so they're not gonna cause a lot of take a lot of you know salary cap. They're not gonna get a lot of attention, but they need somebody that understands their role. Steve Kerr, John Paxton, Ray Allen. Well, that's, later in his that's the Spencer Dinwiddie thing. Spencer Dinwiddie was an all right in that role. Yeah. yeah. And uh and him being out really hurts because he he did a lot of hip heavy lifting before those guys got here. 
Right. Yeah. So like he can play. He could have helped Kevin tonight. Yeah. Move the ball, get some buckets, attack the basket, stuff like that. But they are in deep shit. Yeah. There's no other way to put it. James Harden over six. Like you were better off staying home, buddy. And I'm not and, mad that he came out and gave the effort. I'm not no no no, no 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 athlete or a person, but like you're kind of hurting your team at this point. Well, and and that's the thing. I don't blame. I will never blame a player for trying his best to get out there. But when because the evidence, when you when you put enough data out there, and we can we can analyze it, I blame the coach for that. Yes, I mean the the, the coach has to say, James, you just don't have it tonight. Think, thanks for giving us what you got. You need to I sit down. Use, I'm not even going that way. I'm gonna be like, look, injuring you more versus what's yeah, happening right now. Exactly, you know, weighs itself. Sit your ass on the bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we don't want you getting hurt. No, I mean, we need you for game six. He could hit six straight buckets and it still wouldn't matter at this point. If he, I mean, 12, 15 points right now, I'd still be like, eh, we're in the third quarter. You got 15. Just go ahead, James. Sit down. Yeah, just, just, yeah. Th- thanks for, thanks for trying. Thanks for coming out. But James, we need you in the future, not just in game six, but maybe in game seven, maybe in the next series, maybe next year. Mm-hmm. I don't want you getting hurt worse. And if the Bucks can manage this, now they can do what Adam was talking. Now we start the layup line. Now we play defense. It's We're amazing defense. how that works. Yeah, well, it's, it's easy when you're up, and we don't want to get into that conversation because I just broke down that whole game while you guys were talking 20 minutes ago, and I'm right. <laughs> yeah. I'll end this conversation. It'll never be brought up again. <laughs> oh, they, they, were, they were right around 50% at uh, halftime for three-point, and then they were down by 20 at the end of the second quarter. Start the layup line, right? You were shooting 50 <laughs> from the three-point line. You got to start the layup line. And then the third quarter, they went buck shit crazy trying to catch up, like I thought, because they're down by 20-something points. I can send you the link. It was, it was fun to read. So, but I, I do want to uh, switch sports here just because I, th- I think we're kind of done with the NBA playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a stat today. I'm trying to find it again. Um, training camp, I started in, in the NFL. So, um, BJ, first of all, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make you laugh so hard of the group chat between comparing uh, Gardner Minshew with Kyler Murray. Yeah, that hurt my chest. <laughs> you set Dorian up so hard. You set him up so hard. I was on the I was on the truck laughing at work, and they were like, what's your problem? I was like, oh, you wouldn't understand. It's just funny to me. <laughs> I mean, uh, Schumeister's my dude, man. It's just he's your dude, but you got to toss him to the curb for touchdown, Jesus. Oh, man. I mean, I don't know if you, well, you guys don't read the general. No, wrong, he's not but... touchdown, Jesus anymore. He's just sunshine. Jesus is no, on the no, 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 right. no. He's not. He's not touchdown, Jesus. He's interception, Jesus. He's no longer Jesus. <laughs> Jesus is showing up. You can't yeah. have two Jesus. I mean, until they say it's okay to keep the religion popular. But like, <laughs> you can't have two Jesus. So now the real Jesus has shown up. Jesus playing tight end. So it's just sunshine. No, yeah. but the the stat the stat I was looking for was that in training camp today and Dolphins training camp, um, third quarter quarterback has thrown through five interceptions today in training camp. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. I, I mean, to be fair, wouldn't you rather them do it in training camp than during a real game? I'd rather not do it at all. <laughs> yes, when when there's little to no pressure on you, the the defense can't hit you. I want you to fail in practice. That's exactly what I'd like. Yes. Yeah, I mean, but, but it's the easiest possible right. scenario. So the easiest possible scenario. All right. Fail. So a coach told me when it comes to practice, he said that he he said that practice is where you go to correct you, right? So obviously there's something going on to where if these young quarterbacks are throwing out these interceptions, this is where you want to get it right. Because as a coach, you're thinking, okay, I'd rather fix this shit now than to be on Monday night football. And then wait, that's cool with Trevor. That's cool with Mac. We're talking about Tua. He's got like 10 games under his belt if you take out all the fourth quarters. And 
and actually he, he only has 10 games and under his belt total. Um, but oh, during minus the fourth quarter, we're yeah. looking at like seven games. Then. Yeah. In answer to your question, yes, you would rather fail in practice than fail in the game. That goes without saying. However, BJ is also true. If your quarterback is failing when there's little to no pressure, how are they going to be when there is pressure? Because, you know, getting having having defensive linemen in your face does not make you more accurate. So, yes, yes, you. That's a whole different conversation. I think pressure improves him. When he's sitting back there by himself, he makes me nervous. Or when he wouldn't sit back there. <laughs> side, side note there. Yeah, that... <laughs> but yes, you, you want to use practice to fix your mistakes. However, you, you, you want to use you practice can't... to tweak <laughs> things to fix your mistakes. You can't you fix don't... them if he keeps fucking them up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's one thing to take the car in for a tune-up. It's another thing yeah. to take it in when it's been totaled. And then also, too, I mean, it depends on the interception, too, right? Because I know that there's been times where if you have if you have a rookie receiver you're throwing to, like, let's say he's throwing to Jalen Waddle, and instead of breaking right, he broke left and then saws the interception. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of factors that come to play in these interceptions, too. The, the main thing for, for Tua is, like, BJ, like you said, you want him to be in the fourth quarter. <laughs> not throwing five interceptions in practice that's not how you get in the fourth quarter bud <laughs> right 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 i agree but my thing is you know this is give flores and the offensive coordinators time to get right to make sure yeah. that he's in sync with his wide receivers i like this tone because, because you would not have this tone if Dak had thrown four interceptions in the in, in practice today this is not be what do you mean? i mean i, I, I mean <laughs> that, that, that goes for any quarterback i actually like Dak. i don't have an issue with Dak. Except it's that just not that I know that a lot of times, so let's say if they say, okay, a quarterback throwing five interceptions, like in practice or whatever, like there's a lot that go into detail in those interceptions. It could have been, yeah, he could have like threw a pick six, pick six or whatever, or it could have been, hey, you know, the, there's more detail. Okay. Did the receiver run the right route? Or did like was the ball batted or something like it's, it's so many. I, I feel like you're giving us insight into Aaron Rodgers' head. Like, no, really, he <laughs> fucked us up. <laughs> I didn't do it. That was his fault. <laughs> okay, so he, here's the thing: if you throw one interception or two in the course of an entire day practice, no yes, it could, no one's gonna say a thing. Yes, it could have bounced off the receiver's hands. The receiver could have cut it wrong. You're throwing five. It means you're not reading the defense properly. I mean, and you, that's the bigger problem. If you miss five straight threes at basketball practice, is Coach Todd going to let you keep pulling them? It depends on who you are, but that's a whole other story. But okay, me, he's no. asking you. No, I'm asking yeah, you. Me, no. I'm asking you. He's going to be like, Cody, get in the basket. All right, yeah, so, me, no. two, pull it down and run. This ain't working. <laughs> but there's some people questioning his uh, tools running. They said that he, they said he's an okay average well, I mean, runner. They pulled his leg out of the socket. I don't know what happens after that. Yeah, I mean, it, he has not been right since he broke his hip. I mean, wasn't that, that pretty much like the Bo Jackson situation? No, I don't know if it was quite that. No, no, it was Bo, well, the problem. Bo, actually, Bo. Bo pulled his own leg out of his hip. Well, no, the problem with Bo in that hit wasn't so much the the injury; it was that it, it hurt the nerves, and that's right. what they were. That's what they worried about too. It was that but it would what hurt you the said nerves. No, to is incorrect. Bo pulled his leg out of the socket. The guy grabbed his leg, and Bo heard a click. He pulled his own leg out. He dislocated I thought he, his hip. I thought he put it back in. That was the story I had heard. Mm. I heard that it was dislocated heard, and he put it back in. I heard that he, no, he was trying to pull away from the guy and that's how it dislocated. Okay. All I know is that man was a supreme athlete and I still yeah. blame the, the Cincinnati Bengals and that's what they have won a Super Bowl since. I'm sad that we are a little too young to completely enjoy him. Like completely enjoy him. We were yeah. young. We were like eight, nine when he was doing mm-hmm. his thing. Mm-hmm. It would have been nice to have been like 13, Yeah. you know, and then we, we really have the Bo Jackson feel, but what kind of, 
having to YouTube it and deal with it. Well, you know, see, the, the problem the problem with, with us and our generation is we saw the YouTube highlights or what became the YouTube highlights of Bo Jackson, but we know Bo Jackson more from Techno Bowl than we do from the field. And every commercial that was on the TV at that time. <laughs> yes. Jeez, yeah. so uh, we, Nike commercials, the Bo Nose thing. I remember the Bo Nose commercials more than anything. Yeah, yeah we know Start the soon. myth of Bo Jackson because we grew up with the myth of Bo. We didn't really grow up with the player Bo. Yeah. You know, I... I, you know, I still remember the story that Deion Sanders will tell every single time that Bo Jackson comes up when they when he played all, you know, at a, against Auburn when he was at Florida State and Bo was going down the sideline. Deion had an angle on him, and Deion was fast. Yeah. Like he he got faster in the NFL, but he was fast. Yeah. Caught up to Bo. Bo gave him a stiff arm, and Deion says, "It looks like he went. Bless you, my child." Pushed him away and ran. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I appreciate that story from a speed perspective, but I mean, I'm sure there's like hundreds of guys in the league at any point that could have stiff-armed Deion Sanders. He wasn't trying to stick his face in there. <laughs> oh, he flat out, he'll flat out tell you that he was not paid oh, he, to tackle. No, yeah. he'll, he'll admit it. I just don't know if other people understand that, so I'd like to repeat it just to make yeah. sure. Like, <laughs> yes, he may be the greatest corner ever, but just like... No, he's the greatest cover corner ever. He's he's nine-tenths the greatest corner ever. That one-tenth is... Uh, suspect yeah because he he even said it one time he said a joke but i, I believe he was serious he was like man i was too pretty to tackle <laughs> i believe it 100 this is a man i watched one of my friends used to watch his reality show uh-huh. this is a man who rode around in a house in a hover round because his feet did enough work <laughs> <laughs> oh being prom time that's hilarious i love that <laughs> now is he have done enough work now bj is he is 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 he one of your favorite cowboys um uh the s- small body work makes that tough he's one of my favorite players and when he came to the cowboys it was like oh my gosh but um yeah. man favorite cowboys I hate to say it man like romo was homegrown buddy that shit was fun to watch <laughs> it was fun to watch nobody has affected me more emotionally than tony romo with the dallas cowboys he that that some bitch had me on a roller coaster every weekend. <laughs> Go into Buffalo, I think on a Thursday or Monday night, throw five interceptions in the first half, win the damn game. <laughs> what the hell's going on here? So you're he emotionally wanna... tied to Romo. <laughs> yeah, well, could, there's a couple reasons. Like he kept an irrelevant team relevant. Yeah, like, they were irrelevant. If it, if Romo was out, we were done. Yeah. Period. He could have been the MVP based on his true value to the Cowboys. Yeah. He might not have been MVP stat-wise all the time, yeah, yeah. But his true value to the Cowboys, he was probably the MVP more often, you know, than you would yeah. think. So, and that was a tough son of a bitch, too. Yeah. He he played through, I mean, he won a game in overtime with a rib in his lungs. You know, like, he's a tough little bastard. Pretty smart. And he never, and you got to remember, he never had a running game and a defense at the same time. It was either one or the other. So, like, if he had a good defense, he was throwing all the time. If he had a bad defense, he had the whole offense, but couldn't stop anybody. So the Cowboys didn't do him justice. So, yeah, I'm emotionally tied to Romo for sure. Do you think he would have been much better had his career been extended and they played with um, Zeke? Um, I think that would have been very telling. That's why I I think that would have – had that happened, we'd know more about – he would have been able to change public perception if he made it to Zeke for a full season, yes. Yeah. Because rookie rookie Zeke was dangerous. Yeah. Rookie Zeke was killing people. Rookie Zeke was – yeah. So – no, go ahead. I'm sorry. You got to figure, the Zeke came out of that Ohio State system, and they just ran rugshot over Oregon, and I believe it was Alabama that year. And we just just ran up and down. 
everything had come together. We had just built the offensive line and then we're able to draft Zeke. So it was just like uh, things were coming together and then Romo broke his collarbone. It's like, oh my God. So were you torn when the transition was going to Dak? I was sick of seeing Romo get beat up and he had had three broken collarbones and a herniated disc in his back. And I was, it was tough to see after a while. I just, I was kind of ready for him to go on that, that alone. I was fine with him playing. It was fun to watch. But, um, I watched Dak. I'm an SEC guy. Mm-hmm. So I've been watching Dak. I always liked him. I didn't think he'd be as good an NFL quarterback as he was. Or as I, he is. I completely agree with that. When, when Dak was in college, I, I knew he'd be all right. I figured he'd be kind of a journeyman quarterback. He'd be in the league for 10, 15 years as a backup. I never thought he'd be a starter. I never thought he'd be a quality starter at that. Have we ever seen the case of a guy who was accused of having no arm strength, but only to find out that it was actually the arm strength, the offense that was limiting the use of his arm? Um, there was a guy that played in New England for a couple of years that, that had that happen to him. Yeah, but as soon as as soon as he got Randy, we saw that shit go away. And that's oh, yeah. that's the thing. As soon as he got Randy, and that's what happened as soon as Dak got Amari, it was like, where the hell's this been? Yeah. What are we doing with all this dinking and dunking shit? Throwing fifty <laughs> the fifty-five yard balls in the air. It's like this is what and then I was like, you know what? Fuck you, Scott Linehan. That's what it was. Fuck you, get out of there. <laughs> If only you had a better head coach than Jason Garrett. Really, I'm telling you, Garrett still be there if he manned up and fired Linehan when he should have. I believe that. I don't know. I mean, watching his offense in New York putter around, I don't know if that's Garrett or if that's just Daniel Jones or a combination of the two. Man, look, one of the hardest things to do in business in America is take something from somebody that you gave them. You just took his manager role and put him in the assistant manager position again. He don't give a fuck about being an offensive <laughs> coordinator. <laughs> He's probably doing everything he can to not sit in the meeting meeting room and eat boogers right now. <laughs> like I just, yeah, I don't know if he's not clapping. I just don't think he's motivated. Well, and, and there there are some coaches like that that it's it's all raw raw system ball stuff. It's not X and O. It's not motivation. It's just go get him, team. Go I, go get it. You can do it. You played team sports, Dorian. I can't buy into that raw raw system ball. That that. Uh, so you can say that Jim Harbaugh shit. No, that ten-year-old yeah. t-ball shit. Yeah, you can do it, Jimmy. Like, shut the fuck up. I know I can do it. Tell me how. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I, I that shit gets like I feel it right here, like on my back. I get tense. It's like, oh, shut up. Just shut up. <laughs> shut up. If you don't have any real information, let me think about it. Yeah, especially when they give a speech, it's like you have to find it inside of you. Obviously, we got here because we have it inside of us. We just need you to. The X's and O's, motherfucker. That's what we need. How can we get this big? It's 105. It's 105 degrees. I got a helmet on. I'm, I fucking want to be here, dude. <laughs> like, give me the game plan and shut up. Well, and, and we've talked about that too. That coaches just they don't coach nowadays. Yeah. Very few coaches can X and O the the way into a game plan. It's all get the best athlete and go. I mean, it, we're seeing it now. Mm-hmm. You know, with without superior talent. Steve Nash has been exposed as a coach. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times, too, people think that because if a person – oh, they're starting to come back. People think yeah, they're that down by eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jeff person, five for five behind the line. Six for six now, splat, splat. So, like, people think that because a person played the game that they would know how to coach. And we no. both know that. No. I mean, we all know that. You know, just because you're a great player doesn't mean that you're a great coach. I bet you Michael Jordan would tell you that. Michael be like, that shit don't work. I promise you it doesn't work like that. <laughs> And they can't because they expect things out of people that can't give them what they expect. The best coaches are mediocre players. Yes, because yeah. they know how to get the best out of everybody. Whereas yes. a guy like Michael Jordan is going to stand, why are you not like me? Why right. are you not like me? Attack Pretty the much. basket. Dunk on people. 
hit all game winning shots. Right. Like that, that's what he's thinking in his heart. Well, and and that's and not a teacher. That's the a- the <laughs> only player that is a Hall of Fame player that became a Hall of Fame coach that I can think of is Larry Brown. Or not Larry Brown, Larry Bird. Larry Bird, right. Because with him, he knew it was all effort. Yeah. That's 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 the only reason why he knew he could make the NBA is just effort. And Wasn't um, Rick Carlisle part of his coaching tree? I believe so. Yeah, in 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 Indiana. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he's the one. I think. I mean, you know, I, you start going down the list of guys that were players and coaches, and you've got Phil Jackson was a player, was a mediocre mm-hmm. player, great coach. Right. Stan Van Gundy, mediocre player, great coach. Mm-hmm. Jason Kidd, you know, Hall of Fame ish career. Yeah. Okay, coach. Still want him in Orlando, but yeah, I, I the only one I can really think of, and at least in the NBA, was Larry Bird as just a great player, became a great coach, and and the Larry, I tell you, I only want to do it for a couple of years. Yeah, so. <laughs> respected that about him. And well, I can't even I can't even think of play, uh, coaches in the NFL that were great players and are, are great coaches. Singletary mm-hmm. flamed out. I wanted Mike Singletary to be a great coach, and he just wasn't. Ooh, now we just started a question: Who is the best coach that was a player? Well, in the, the best player. That was a coach. There we go. Yeah, because like mm. Dungey's the best player that became a coach, but he wasn't a great player. No, we got to look at the best player that became a coach. That's gonna be tough. It's, that's tough. Like even just became a coach. Think about that. Well, if you want to go great player that became a coach, like like I said, Singletary's probably up there because well, he was a great player. What about Mike Dicker? He was a he was okay a game, tight end. He's, he's a, no, he's a Hall of Fame tight end. Okay, he's well there, there you go. Yeah, yeah, so that's probably it. Might be Dicker. Yeah. Horrible GM. I mean, or, or, or because of our lack of experience and some of our knowledge, it could be somebody from the 60s. This is true. Yeah, probably. Yeah. You know, but um, it could, you know what? Paul. Brown, oh, we got, uh, yeah. You, you're getting out of my wheelhouse. Of that yeah, thing. I don't know. We're just starting, we're just starting a whole other line of questioning and looking up pre-war shit sucks. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. I know, I know we talked about the game has changed and hasn't changed. The game, the game of football has changed a lot in the past fifty years. Yes, but greatness in an era is still greatness. So if he this was like, true. if he was a Hall of Fame player in the fifties and he became a coach in the sixties, that all qualifies because he, yeah. was, the game had to develop just like we had to develop. I, yeah. It's a that's a very touchy subject would be the comparing eras. Yeah, yeah, and, and the, I, the nutrition was not the same. The weightlifting regimen was not the same. The offseason right. conditioning was not the same. The game plan was not the same. The strategy right. of the game was not the same. There's literally almost nothing to parallel. And the speed, too, right? Speed Other than football, field goals, oh, yeah. and turf. That's it. Well, and that's the problem with, with the NFL is the field has not changed. Yeah. But the players have. Mm. And it used to be, you I mean, not to get old school here, you could run the ball. And, you know, you could have, once you broke it, you were gone because no one could catch you. Now, with speed being everywhere, it's harder because everyone's so spread out. Yeah, it, it's hard. You you really do have to X and O your way to superior talent. That builds the anticipation that exists in soccer for those big runs. When you finally get him, you're like, oh my god! Like when somebody yeah. finally scores a goal after three hours of soccer, you're yeah. like, finally, thank you. I've waited for this. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I can't think of anyone in the past. Let's say let's say forty years. Super Bowl era. Super Bowl era. I cannot think of a great player who became a great coach. Mm. Johnny Unitas coach, or was that just in uh, any given Sunday? I think, I think there was in real life. I think mm. Johnny United. Did we just think of something here? Let's let's find out. I mean, Wikipedia knows all. Wikipedia does know all, even though it's edited by morons. Well, so, so is our history, but that's beside the point. Oh boy. <laughs>
Um, I do not see any coaching statistics on Johnny Unitas. Me, me either. Yeah. Nothing. So. Okay. No, that's a strikeout. Yep. So th- this will be one of those things where I, I go back after the fact and you know research yes. it and we'll post it on our Facebook page because as, yeah. as of right now, I think we have a, a consensus in Ditka. Yep. Super Bowl as a coach, Hall of Fame as a player. Yeah. Yep. Well, and and I would say part. Part of the part of the problem is the past twenty years of them um, dominated by one coach. Yeah, so, that doesn't help. Now you, you talk about a, a coach that knows talent and not just on the field, but uh, but coaching staff. Look up his coaching staff when he was on the Browns. Hey, uh, by the way, Dick is the first tight end in the Hall of Fame. Really, I did not know that. Me either. He's one of only two men to have won a Super Bowl as a player, assistant coach, and head coach. Oh wow! Wow! wow. Too bad he's a Trump fan. <laughs> hardcore <laughs> so yeah so the the last season of the browns well, actually the next to last season of the browns belichick was was their coach so their offensive coordinator or the offensive line coach was kurt ferentz mm-hmm. iowa do you know who their defensive coordinator was yes i was watching a thing about them the other day and i do Is it it's, a, it's a guy you've heard of yeah i know just tell me so i can get just shoot me some dude named nick saban that yep. asshole <laughs> Yep. I mean, yeah. yeah. So he, he knows coaching talent. And I mean, look now, I mean, Mike Vrabel in, in Tennessee. Well, that's what a lot of managers do. They just gather, gather talent and then lean on them for 20 years and retire. That's what good CEOs and managers do. Yes. And it, they they don't micromanage. But their paycheck should reflect that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, if you have a manager that micromanages, <laughs> they're not a good manager. No. One hundred shit. Yeah, because a manager needs to tell you how to be able to do things independently, so they can go focus on the on the strategic ways of doing things. If they're tactical, they're not a good manager. Assassin. So I, I do want to want to switch gears here for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of get off sports, Dorian. I, I, you posted something on on Facebook. I think it was last week talking about the labor market, mm-hmm. specifically the trade labor market. So do you want to kind of tell everyone kind of what's going on with the trade labor market and how it needs help? Um, I don't. I don't remember. I have to get my phone, but um, it was something along the lines. Uh, it was an article. Um, I can't think of it. Looking at your page right now. Yeah, I can't think of. I can't pull up my page right now. Yeah, but it was something. It was something like you know the the trade labor market is just desperate, desperate for for qualified people. Y'all need to treat smoking people that smoke or people that smoke marijuana like fucking criminals, and just go ahead and hire them and have some good people that uh, don't fuck up your system. There's so much money in the construction business. High school need to bring back trade courses and shop classes. Well, right. and, and and part of the problem is is not so much the the generation now. I know you know everyone loves to blame the generation now of, well these k- kids these days they they didn't know about this. Mm-hmm. Well, the reason why there's such a, a labor shortage is because for the past twenty years, you know, we, we haven't been telling kids about trade. We haven't been telling kids in high school, hey, you know, there's other other avenues than college, mm-hmm. and they've cut the education budget so much. That what gets mm-hmm. cut anything that's not revenue generating, yep. and that that becomes anything that you don't test. Right. Wait, so you're saying in a capitalist system that they even put a price on education? So yes. Oh, oh. Well, that doesn't seem right. So, and Dorian, I, I want to ask you this: Wait, mm-hmm. that'd be like, wait, wait a second. That'd be like selling tickets to heaven or something. All right, look at that. <laughs> hey, you know what? For fifteen hundred dollars, you can get tickets to Trump's second inauguration or reinstatement on August fifteenth. Free, you can go to a Catholic church and get a thumb up your butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, 
bet you, I so, bet you it feels the same by the time you leave too. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Dorian, you've got kids in school. So yeah. you've got elementary kids in school. Mm-hmm. Do you know what their social studies curriculum is? No. Oh, I don't want to get into this. Do you know that they don't have one? Or actually, technically they do, but they don't get taught. Well, I do know that because my wife's a teacher. I know that they've been having a lot of meetings about, you know, they're not teaching social studies, but it's called something else. Yeah, it's called, uh, I can't remember what it is. It's like a worksheet that they get. Yeah. They, they, they do a weekly worksheet that's paid for most of the time by the PTA of the school. Now, they, the schools have a social studies curriculum. They have the books there on campus. And I'll give you one guess as to why they're not used. Why is that? If, because it's not on the FSA. I was going to say, it had something to do with some type of... If it's not on the FSA... The schools don't get don't get an incentive for it, so they just don't teach it. Yeah. So and this and that goes back to shop, and that goes back to home ec, it goes back to anything else. If it's not on the FSA, if it does not bring them uh, money, then they don't care. So BJ, back to your point, it's all a capitalist society. If it doesn't bring me money, I don't care. Right. Hmm. But I'm I knew what's happening. I'm not sure if that's how Jesus would operate. I don't know. And, you know, schools now in Florida have to have a moment of silence every day so kids can pray. So I, I would love, love for a Muslim student to test that. Oh, I, I was just talking to uh, one of my friends and I was like, well, I wonder if I could convince a kid to bring a statue of Baphomet in there and see how that goes. Oh, it's oh, good man. for the goose, it's good for the gander. You're gonna, yeah. It's the same thing. Up here in the villages, they got a little fight about these little tiny white crosses because apparently the, you have to advertise your cult to other people. You can't keep it to yourself. I don't know what that's about. Um, well, that, that's why some people have uh, flags on their pickup trucks. Yeah. So I... So I put it up there and I was like, what if the, somebody puts a, a statue of Baphomet out in your yard, out in their yard? And they're like, well, the, the villages don't want anything in your front yard, blah, 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 blah. And they don't want, they don't want stuff like this. And I was like, no, they don't want to turn into a junkyard because you guys are going to put pink flamingos out in the front yard. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. And I don't, and you know what? I don't blame them. There's plenty of other places in the county you can live that don't have an HOA and you can put whatever the hell you want in your front yard. No problem. And that's like we have an HOA here and they have certain rules for everything. What right. color your roof is, what color your doors are. In fact, we got a fun the other day because our doors are a different color than it should be. We, what wow. you can have in your front yard, if you can have a flag, how big that flag can be. And I don't care what flag you're flying. I don't care if it's a, you know American flag. I don't care if it's a Michigan flag. I don't care whatever. If that flag is against HOA policy, you should be fined. Right. It does not matter. Absolutely. In in my neighborhood, we had some individuals during the, uh, during the elections to where they were like, whoever you're endorsing, you're not allowed to have it on your lawn. And lo and behold, the uh, Trumpanzees got upset and they put huge signs on their lawn, right? It was amazing to see them bitch about the fines that they received from our HOA. They were like, okay, you want to try us? And then all of them were slapped with fines. They were, we're going to fight this. We're not paying this. And I came to find out that they all paid their fines. Yeah. (laughs) All that's taken care of when you signed up to buy that house. It's not It's not optional. It's in the HOA bylaws. Yeah, it's not optional. If you want to live in this house, you got to participate. Right. Yeah, and, and here's the funny thing. If you don't pay, that's fine. They'll put a lien on your house. Right. Try that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's go down that road. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, you said absolutely no endorsements of any kind of any political and BJ's right. It hurts the property values. You know, HOAs are there not to harass you. And now some you know, presidents and whatnot, they, they will harass you because they don't have anything better to do. But they're there to increase and keep the pra- the values of your house 
the way they need to be. And having broken down cars, having pink flamingos in your front yard mm, does not that, do anything for the property values that, for your neighbors. That pink flamingo is a problem. I no ever buy a house that has a pink flamingo in front of it because whoever owns that house smokes inside their house. Yes. That, that's a fact. I don't care what anybody says. You know, and it's one of those things. It's it's a hypothesis that's been proven fact. And it's also like people that drive Lexuses are constantly butt hurt because they bought a fancy Toyota. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> They could have just bought the Toyota, saved 15 grand, bought another Toyota. But <laughs> the, the people that buy the Lexus and are upset about you know driving Toyotas, the same people that buy Starbucks and are upset that the coffee tastes worse than McDonald's. They're buying it because it looks better. They're buying it because their their white girlfriends and their Ugg boots go there. That's what it is. Yeah. And they I'm telling you, there is nothing that flocks harder than basic white bitches. Oh no, 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 no. They flock hard. Pumpkin spice, uh the 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 haircut from what's a Kate plus eight, her little haircut. <laughs> the whole world had that haircut. You had you had girls with heads like watermelons with this tiny patch of hair on their head. And it's like, no, like haircuts are like sunglasses. They fit certain heads. I'm serious. I'm not joking. Haircuts uh, are like sunglasses. As somebody who doesn't have hair, I can I can attest. <laughs> right, but yours fit your head. So like yes. the thing is, is like with sunglasses, you we've all probably bought sunglasses. Some some don't fit your face and you look like an absolute moron. And then oh, a guy yeah. and a guy can come up next to you, put that exact pair on, and look like a supermodel walk away. Well, th- yeah. there is a reason why <laughs> I get clip-ons from my glasses, and I don't no. buy any special sunglasses because I, I it does not matter. It they do not look good shape. on my face. Yeah, like no. some people don't have like you'd have you might have to get a certain kind of sunglasses, and people don't understand that. So what's funny when I worked in the restaurant business. The, and this is where I got my basic white bitch theory. So when you're sitting there and the one of the girls comes in and she has this cute little pixie cut and you're like, oh, that's that's gorgeous. She did, that's a nice haircut. Good job. And then somebody that's like 50 years old walks in and she's got the same haircut. And it's like, well, you see, that doesn't work for you. Uh, you're, there's The head to hair ratio is too much. Well, too and, much. and that's on the stylist to go, I know this nope. is what you want. Nope. But nope. no. Her job is to get checks. <laughs> Her job is to get checks. Put, set them down, push them out. That's all it is. Get out of here. If, I'm telling you, if they can do it all with a razor, let them do it. But yeah, <laughs> you're you're right. I mean, but no, I, as a stylist, you got to go. Look, but it would be better if you did this. Yes, right. <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, the three of us spent the last five years trying to change people's mind. How the fuck did that go? Oh, this is true. <laughs> okay, so no, don't change the mind. Pay me thirty dollars. I'll give you what you want. 30? You look, you look like what a, woman is getting her hair done for 30 bucks? You're right. You're absolutely yeah. right. That's probably what it costs to get your hair cut. <laughs> All right. So 100 bucks. 100 yes, bucks. that's that's we'll more say, accurate. 100 bucks. Sit down. Send you out. Look like the back end of a, uh, a show mule. And then, uh, <laughs> and then we'll just we'll call it a day. That's her job. And to listen to you bitch about your husband. Those are her two jobs. Oh. Other than that, no. I'll tell you, when people ask us questions at work, we're just, we just kind of try to read the situation and tell them what we they think they want to hear because that's what the fuck they want to hear yeah they don't want to hear what we think they want no. their opinion from my mouth in a different happier tone of voice no and and that's society nowadays society doesn't want to hear the truth they don't want to hear you know what could actually disagree with them they want to hear validation of, of their opinion 100 percent. and it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you are for politics for politics or sports they want to hear what what they think but coming out of someone else's mouth because it validates their opinion you think that with all this shit going on in the world that people would value reality 
No, they value being right. Yeah, yeah, but unfortunately, we're all learning that reality is a fucking illusion, anyways. Like it's like a, a self-generated program. You know what yes. I mean? So like if you're stupid, you're probably not able to generate a good reality. But and the problem is is that when reality disagrees with with what foundational beliefs you have. Cognitive dissonance. Yes. Yeah. Because it, I, if, that word pops into my head every time I pull into McDonald's. Yeah. God but damn if, it. Like if, if your whole foundation is built around something and people go, that's not right. And it's like, ah, no, because it it it, it breaks your foundation. It breaks you to the core. And again, I, I know I've brought this up before. We used to have uh, at UCF, there was a green that you, it was a public speaking green that it was completely free. You just had to sign up and you could go out there and you could say whatever the hell you wanted. And we would have these people that we called the village idiots that would go out there and they would just spew their religious doctrine constantly. And Please tell me you sat there and watched them a couple times. Oh, sat there and watched them. I'd get in arguments with oh. them and it was fun watching them break down oh. because it was like, like no, the point A, B, and C. This is why you're wrong. I mean, like, uh, 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 because you can't do the uneducated village idiot on a college campus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you can. It doesn't because I'll tell you, there's not too many places that produce a village idiot more than college campuses. Yeah, this is true. Well, it's indoctrination, so. Yeah, exactly. It's a form. Um, yeah, I love getting into arguments with people on the internet. Like, what's your education level? I mean, like, doesn't matter. Assholes come in all shapes and sizes. <laughs> but it, it doesn't matter that you have a sheet of paper from whatever university what matters is that you can live in reality and, and also that you can change your mind when new facts are presented to you I'll tell you some of the smartest people i know don't have college degrees and it's just because of the way they handle themselves and the cover the level of conversation they can have and like you said the ability to adjust their thinking when new data is presented. And, and this isn't to say that those with college degrees can't do that. Oh, no. I'm, yeah, yeah. And I don't want to, I'm not trying to discourage anybody from going to college or make anybody feel bad for that. That's not the case. What I'm saying is, is that highly motivated people are dangerous. Yes. Well, because it's highly motivated to do what? <laughs> it's like one of my favorite George Carlin lines. He goes, uh, <laughs> I can't remember the exact quote, so forgive me. But he's like... <laughs> You show me a guy sitting at home watching TV and stroking his penis, and I'll show you a guy not causing any problems. Yeah. <laughs> tell you, George and, Carlin is excellent. Oh, if he was alive today, he'd be a multi-gazillionaire because everything he said sold was out. 100% on the point. He'd be sold out everywhere. Yeah. He tried to warn us. He oh, tried yeah. to warn us. His last couple, three, four stand-ups, he was trying to tell us, and we didn't listen. We didn't want to listen. We thought it was funny. No, we let it all happen. Yep. Guys, it's a three-point game, two-point game. Well, because what do we say? Yeah. They have Kevin, say my name, bitch, Durant. <laughs> well, actually, it's uh, Jeff, fuck you, six for six from behind the three-point line green. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it most, if not all of those, came after halftime. Yeah, it did. Yeah. But yeah. but to our point earlier, James Harden still went for nine. Zero for seven from the outside, from, from threes. Oh, boy, James. You just said you know, your hamstring would have had another 48 hours of rest. Yeah. What, um, how many assists does he have tonight? Seven. Seven. And three turnovers. So, I mean, that's two to one, a little over two to one. That's not horrific. So, as far as ball handling, but he hasn't gotten another rebound since I brought it up. Yeah, he has not gotten a rebound in the second half. And he kind of gets rebounds by accident. Right. Like the ball seems to find James Harden. Well, and and see, here's the thing. We talked about it. You know, can Joe Harris pick it up? Joe Harris is two for 11. One of seven from where he's supposed to shoot. Yeah. So, I mean, if seriously, if it wasn't for Jeff Green somehow magically finding a jump shot, they'd be out of this game. 
blowout. Yeah, they'd be forced to Adams layup line. But you know that's the thing. Milwaukee has, has not put their foot on the gas like they needed to. No. And I, I don't. Am I crazy? But I don't feel like the Nets are that good of a defensive team. It's just that the Milwaukee Bucks are like subpar offensively. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the problem with with Brooklyn is is that they would jump on you, and they might give up a lot of points. But they didn't really care. They were kind of lax on offense. And you would feel the need to catch up going back to what we talked about last week. You would feel the need. I've got to shoot threes. I've got to shoot threes because I've got to keep up with these guys. And they just don't fall. And then you, it becomes a blowout. Get this. Get this. Holy shit. The Bucks are 51.5% from the field, 42.9 behind the line, and 48, 40, or 84.6 from the free throw line. And they're only up by two. Yeah. Well, I think about that. And now on the other end of that, the Nets are having an uncharacteristic night, 48% from the field and 34% from the three-point line. Those numbers could easily be switched. Mm-hmm. 42% for the Nets and 34 for the Bucks. This series is not over no matter who's on the court. This is Kevin Durant can fix this in one shot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I guess my question is, what does this game do with with Harden? Uh, if he's loose tomorrow, I believe he's got to play the next game. Yeah, that's if, the if thing, though. How, not, how does his hamstring feel tomorrow? A lot of things on Twitter, people are saying he looks stiff and slow. Well, he hasn't played in, in a week. That doesn't concern me as much. Uh, even Dorian could play for a month, not play for a week, go back out there and ball. Like, that's not a problem. Mm-hmm. Um I don't mean even Dorian, but you're not an NBA player. That's why I should have worded that better. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I'm like, Dorian, you could go out there and play for a month, not play for a week, and go back out there like nothing happened. You might have to take a couple warm-up shots, but you'll be fine. It's the hamstring. That hamstring is terrifying me. I just I don't know. I've just seen it in the NFL with wide receivers how as soon as they start trying to rush that back, and it, it can be terrible. It can be just downright terrible. It can last the whole season. Man, this game is – I was surprised we going to overtime today. 91-91 with uh, 8.36 in the fourth. I can't believe the Bucks are shooting basically the lights out for them, and they're going to lose this game. I just got a gut feeling. Hey. I mean, the Nets are shooting bad, the Bucks are shooting good, and they're still losing. Oh. Or they're only up by two. I'm, I'm sorry. They're only up by two. Yeah. So this series can't be over. We can't just call it like that, dude. I mean, if, they're, right. if they, the Nets can keep it a one-possession game, and now they're up one. Oh, my gosh. Oh, the Nets are up at them. Three. The Nets took mm-hmm. the lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, boy. Man, Durant's about to take this game over. Oh, boy. I'm telling you, this can't be a one-possession game with that guy in the court. That's the way he can do it, is by keeping it close. I really like the Bucks, man. They're just not meant – they're not built for this. Look at that. Shut Giannis down, kick it out. Ugly. Yeah. Oh, well, that was that... – that was the thing. Like there, there was a moment in in the first quarter, like that. I think the Nets were shooting like fifteen percent or something. And you've got you've got to keep going. Yeah. And the Bucks just didn't. And it's a killer mentality. We've talked about that with Durant. Durant is one of the few players now that has that killer mentality of I'm going to take this game over. Everyone just get the fuck out of my way. You got to bury these people. Yeah. I mean, you can't you can't leave LeBron, KD, shit. But the Suns, you can't leave them in a close game. They'll figure it out. No, right. I mean they're 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 the Jason Voorhees of the NBA. Yeah, they can keep coming. They will keep yeah. coming. Yeah. Yep. I, we were just talking. It's really bugging me that the Bucks are shooting so well for them, and um, it's not gonna it's not gonna work. It will not well, work. And that's the thing. I mean, the the Nets can they can just turn it on. You think about it. In, in the second half, the the Nets have what? It's fifty four to thirty seven in the second half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and those shooting numbers for the Bucks, I I would be curious what the splits are between the first half and the second half. I actually found a website when I was doing my research earlier that will give me that. Okay. 
one second. Because so, I mean, just just because a team is for the entire game is shooting well, doesn't mean they're shooting well now. Well, their percentage has been over forty percent most of the game. Okay. I've been watching the stats a little bit. But it, it also brings back my point. You need to play defense. Oh, yeah. I mean, they've, they've given a 54 points in the second half, and there's still about six or seven minutes left to go in the, in the fourth quarter. Oh, my God. I hate ESPN. I hate the headline is – I'm going to read it to you word by word. Follow live. Nets battling back in Harden's return. He has literally nothing to do with this. Yeah. Literally. Um, but n- nothing beats a good narrative. And don't don't true. let the, the facts get in the way of a good narrative. <laughs> and that 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 should be ESPN's motto. Not the worldwide leader in sports is we don't let the facts get in the way of a good narrative. No, don't do that. Facts get you put out of business nowadays. Yeah, pretty much. You know what bugs me? It's so funny when Facebook started fact checking stuff and people post it. And he's like, it's probably going to get fact checked. So it's like they yeah, know because it. it's wrong. <laughs> Your dumbass knows it before you post it. And what was, my, what was killing me is I had some family members who tried to send me videos that had proof in them and their YouTube videos were in the videos instead of E's, they had to change them to threes so the uh, the algorithms wouldn't pick it up and delete it. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, there you go. I didn't say tinfoil. I'm sorry that your degree from Facebook University and your certification from YouTube U d- doesn't really ring true in my book. <laughs> oh, I can't remember where this quote came from, but all I can hear is I reject your reality and would like to insert my own. Yeah, pretty much. And and that's the problem from the past, I would say probably 12 years, but it, I'm sure it's been going on longer, is that if, if reality doesn't agree with what you believe, well, then reality is wrong. It's like, no, you're wrong. You need to change your mind. That's called delusion. And that's yeah. treatable with therapy. Yes. And I'm sorry if you think therapy is soft. You need to you need to get your mind right. Because if you can't Actually, get over the fact that you lost, too bad, Snowflake. Move on. Oh, no. Don't call them Snowflakes. They'll come out of their safe space. Ah, eh, well, you know, those conservative Snowflakes, and they're, they're just, they're in their own bubble. <laughs> their safe space is like a 1996 Ford Econoline panel van. Well, and, and I, I think it's funny how... Those that complain about safe spaces and and how everyone's a snowflake, they all had to leave to go to one social media site that would let them say whatever they wanted because they needed their own safe space. My job has taught me one thing, and the people that were backing the entitled guy or the entitled ones, entitled, think the world revolves around them. It's like, no, you fucks. We figured out you're the ones who put Reagan in office. We don't like you anymore. Yeah. Well, and I saw a meme today and I thought it was great is, you know, you've got the older generations complaining now about, well, this is what happens when kids with participation trophies grow up and whatnot. It's like, well, you know what? As a kid, I never asked for those. It was the generation before me that felt bad. Uh, as soon as I got home, they went in a box. I oh, didn't yeah. display those. I didn't, I didn't display those. No, because you That's know why? A- they, didn't, they didn't matter. The only time you're supposed to have those out if it's windy and you got paper on the table. That's it. Yeah. But the those were 100% boomer trophies. The the boomers felt bad for their kids so they gave them participation trophies. No, I think if you're close Adam, it was for the parents. Yeah. The parents Oh yeah, it was 100% the children, for the parents. So it was yeah. for the parents. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it wasn't it was never about the kids. It was about the parents yeah. felt bad for the kids. And I take it back. It was because the parents felt bad because they were trying to relive their youth through their kids and they couldn't yeah. understand why the kids couldn't get trophies and thus why they couldn't get trophies. You know what you should have done? Raise a better child? Been... No. You should have found some better sperm or a better egg. Those are your only two options. Yeah, yeah well. Search for better DNA. Otherwise, shut the fuck up and lose your game. Yeah. <laughs> 
and, and it goes back to now. He's like, well, you know, kids these days are not having as many kids. Yeah, they can't afford it, and they're more selective. Right. I don't they, want to bring anybody into this world. Fucking die in thirty years and leave them to navigate this horseshit place. Hey, you know what? I, I'm playing the lottery. I, I'm going to have four kids now, and I'm hoping one of them becomes successful. <laughs> well, I mean, Adam, if you keep having sex at this rate, <laughs> I think I, I think you'll succeed in all your goals. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've got my whole infield now, so I'm I'm good. I can just hear Michelle now. Get off of me! <laughs> Leave me alone! Don't <sighs> touch me! Ugh, like don't even breathe on me. Don't even touch me! Don't even touch me! You have to wear full body condoms, like in lethal, uh, not lethal weapon, but uh, loaded uh, weapon. Naked, naked gun. Naked gun. We insulted naked gun by calling it loaded weapon. We should end this show right now. <laughs> and what what's really funny about that is Leslie Nielsen, who we all know from the Naked Gun movies mm-hmm. and Police Squad, great guy. he is a straight phenomenal, guy. phenomenal dramatic, dramatic yeah, right. actor. A great straight actor, like serious. Yes, that's what he's known for. Yeah, and that's that's why my grandmother enjoyed watching those movies because it was a complete break from what she knew Leslie Nielsen as. Yeah. I don't think she got. I don't think she saw airport or airplane. Airplane. I don't think she saw airplane, which is one of the best. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't know. He says it, but he tells him not to call me Shirley. That shit fucking kills me every time. (laughs) Shirley, you can't be serious. Uh, He goes, "I am," and don't call me Shirley. (laughs) (laughs) Because his voice, and he's in a suit, and he's got this dead straight face. That was Leslie Nielsen's gift: is to say the most outlandish shit. With this professional manager managerial face on, like, just, <laughs> oh man, I got tears in my eyes thinking about that guy. He was so fucking funny. Well, and, and here's here's another one. People don't don't remember that Tom Hanks was a really talented comedic actor. Yes, yes, Turner and Hooch. Yeah, uh, fish. It was a fish called one. Splash. He, he wasn't in a fish called one. No, I don't think so. Okay, I think that was John Cleese. Yes, Splash was uh, that Daryl Hannah. Yep, he was in. Splash was great with Daryl Hannah. Daryl Hannah's a great wherever she is, dude. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> Money Pit, too, right? Is it called yep. Money Pit? Hey, Money Pit was funny. Yeah. Money Pit was funny for sure. Big. But it, and that's he the thing. But, big. Yeah, he took a chance on Philadelphia because they, they didn't think that he could do Philadelphia because they're like, this, this guy, he can't do you know, drama. And look what happened. That's all he's done since. Like, yeah. here, here. I watched uh, Captain Phillips the other day. Oh, that's a great you, movie. Boy, I got some tears in my eyes when he broke down on the, on the Navy ship. Yeah. When he finally lost his shit, I was like, oh, man, I can only imagine what that felt like. Holy shit. To, I guess I'm going to ruin the movie. Fuck it. If you haven't seen it by now, it's your fault. Um, <laughs> but when those guys got shot and he was blindfolded and you take that blindfold off and you see those bodies and you feel that blood on your face, could you fucking imagine that? Like, oh, yeah. Golly. And just putting all that together. He might not have fully put that together until he was in the Navy ship. Yeah. Like if that really happened, you know, happened, like he might not have put that together until he was all the way on the ship and she started talking to him because he did such a good job of, of acting like he was in shock, like not quite answering questions. They were asking him questions because I've seen people in shock before and they don't answer questions right away. It's like no, it, they, it they heard it, it, they heard it, it processed, they're thinking if you were talking to them and then they respond. It's crazy. Yeah. But that's such a good movie. I, I kept, I got a tear in my eye. As soon as he broke down, I was like, oh, I can't imagine what that felt like. <laughs> Tried to escape twice and didn't die. Holy shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. Great movie. And uh, uh, what else? Philadelphia was huge, but uh, Castaway was monstrous. Oh, yeah. Like, he's he's uh, fun to watch. And of course, the one of our generation, Forrest Gump, that's a staple for people our age. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. He still does the comedy, it's just animated. Yeah. I'm cool with that. Yeah. I'm cool with that. 
But I know Forrest Gump was kind of a drama, but he was pretty funny in Forrest Gump too. Yep. Yep. Pretty damn funny. You know, and I'm okay with actors going, you know what? I just, I don't have the the physical to do, you know, actual movies anymore. I'm going to move to voice acting. And be great at it. Look at Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill is one of the best voice actors we, we have of this generation. Yeah. yeah. I was actually watching an interview with John Goodman and realized that he's done some voice acting too. And yep. he was a, he's got a great voice. I always love John Goodman. And, and Kevin Conroy. You know, you guys may not know who that is, but he was Batman. He was the animated mm-hmm. Batman. Oh, okay. I was like, um... <laughs> is he... I bet you I know who he is. Has he been in movies? I don't know. If he has, I, I, don't, I wouldn't recognize him. Okay, but I mean, there there were some oh, really, yeah, no. yeah. Oh, yeah, but there there were some really really good talented voice actors. I mean, <laughs> I like the guy from Bob's Burger who just does the same fucking voice for every character. Well, do you know he does the Arby's commercials? Huh? He does Arby's commercials. Yes, yes. We we were sitting there one day and we're like, is that the guy from Bob's Burgers? Yep. He's on Archer. <laughs> He's the same voice on Archer. He's the same voice as the the movie shop guy and Family Guy. This yeah. is he, he doesn't change anything. It's, it's great. Like, well, this is my voice and this is how I do it. Well, I mean, Nolan North does the same thing. He does the same voice in every character, but my God, every character is completely different. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, and and I know we're gonna do live updates. I think Brooklyn's up by three. Yeah. Just do your point, BJ. Support. It's over. I mean. It, when they took the lead, the game was over. 13 of 30. With them shooting like this, of course, 13 of 30 from the three-point line, they're going to lose this game. Yeah. But we, you, you see this a lot with teams that they've got it, they've got it, they've got it, and you're hey, look, they've got the, the big team down, the, the big favorites down, and then when the favorite takes the lead, the game's over. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just the way these things work, is you cannot let a, the favorite back in. You've got to put your foot on, on their throat and just kill them because they're, they'll just come back. And now I think they're up by seven. Oh, boy. And, and that's, that's just what happens. No bueno. Yep. So, guys, I know we're, we're about wrapping it up now. Um, where do we think Aaron Rodgers will actually end up? Because I know we joked, hey, June 1st, he came and went, and he's still there. Um, training camp has started, and he, I know he's a complicated fella, but he's still still up there. My gut, my little tummy says Denver. See, I, I think they're open to Denver. I, I think I think that ship sailed. I think they tried to get what they could, and it didn't work. And poor Denver needed a quarterback. I'm not counting NFL teams out. There's um, They have talent on their team they can move if they want to. On the defensive end of the ball, they pick a guy off and maybe package it with a pick. And – NFL draft picks are valued so high that they could give up a first rounder straight up for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. You know, I mean, those, those, those first rounders are treated like gold. And they have what, like a 50% hit rate. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. Of course the NBA is even worse. The NBA. I mean, they're, they're treated like they're just platinum. That's, you know, they're, you know, well, the, the precious the one ring. Unless you're the Texas, they treat first round draft picks like trash. Like well, because with, well, with your first round draft pick quarterback and, you know, sticking fingers up people's buttholes then i mean it is what is it, it is is he catholic i don't know i mean i'm just wondering he's got some traits <laughs> he doesn't know that no means no puts fingers places jacks off on things yeah, well, <laughs> allegedly allegedly just like the, the doctor at michigan allegedly i wonder what a lawyer would say about that statement he'd be like oh you covered it you're good yeah well you know it, it's just like going to confession as a catholic 
You're you're good. You know what? If he's smart, he'd just gone to confessional and just cut out the middleman. Nobody would have known about it. That's true. The, the priest would be like, "You don't tell anybody," and Deshaun would be like, "I won't tell anybody either. It'd be fine." <laughs> you're just mad because I come up with solutions to problems, and they actually would work. Hey, we're, we're problem solvers here at Sandlot Sports. Problem solvers. Just because you belong to a cult, don't get pissed off that our problem involves your shit. That ought to get us canceled. If we aren't yeah. canceled now, we canceled eventually. <laughs> okay. That, that's okay. Fox News tried to cancel Tom Hanks. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Fox News thought NPR was trying to cancel Tom Hanks. So We didn't even talk about our lovely governor today. Yeah, we did. Did we? Yeah. We talked about how, how he mandated that there was a moment of silence for, for a silent prayer at, at, at every school. And that transgender athletes can't participate with their um, identifying sex. Yeah, I, I love it. Yeah, we're, we're protecting you know, women's rights on the sports field. Okay, you got to treat them equally? No. Got to give them the same workout you know, equipment? No. Got to let them give them the same travel you know, things? No. So what are you doing? We're preventing the 0.001% of transgender athletes from participating in girls' sports. Okay, great. Oh. Is this what we get for not saying Merry Christmas? Pretty much, yeah. Because the fucking Christmas. happy holidays, motherfucker. Yeah, because the, the, the war on Christmas, because Christmas starts in like July. Oh, they're ready. They're yeah. probably already on the phone with Starbucks. You better have my red cup. No, 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 no. They have to have their pumpkin spice latte first. Oh, that's right. You have to, yep. not, you have to lure the basic white bitch in so she can complain. And then the the cycle starts. I forgot. Yeah. And then, you you got to get your steps right. Oh, no wonder why. I was wondering why I'm single, but I think I just figured it out. <laughs> no you're single because you're smart and you live in lake county man see people don't understand that like look i'm not supermodel catch i understand this i might clearly not be, i might not be a catch i might be good <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna let your jabs go tonight but like jesus christ can we just have like 86 percent of our teeth i'm not sure if that percentage oh, right. like 86 is cool if you had like a little soda, if you had a little soda problem and you lost a molar i get it i get it and um yeah. If, if you're a little heavier up top, maybe you don't wear the tightest jean shorts you can find because nobody wants muffins. I thought it was best that our um, our eighth grade science teacher posted a, a meme the other day is that it, it is becoming becoming summer and in Florida, that means hurricane season. So the news fans will be out with their cameras. So people remember teeth and bras. Please remember your teeth and your bras. <laughs> Did David do that? Yes, he did. Oh, I, love, I love that, man. I love that, man. The last day of class, Adam, it's been so long. I don't know if you're in that class with me or not. You weren't in Mr. Carlos' class with me. Yes, I was. You remember throwing paper in the last day of school when he came in? In the door? Yes. He yes. walked in the door and we hit him with like 50 yep. paper balls. And he goes, well, goodbye to you too. <laughs> my my favorite um, Mr. Caldell story was when somebody fell asleep in his class. Did he ever do this to you? Did somebody ever fall asleep in his class? Probably. Oh. Me. Shit, I don't know. <laughs> it may have been. So, so Dorian, I don't know if, it, if this ever happened to you. So somebody fell asleep in Mr. Caldell's class. So what he did, he calmly got everyone to stand up very quietly, walk outside, he set the, the clock in the class to be three hours ahead. And then he sat back down, slammed his desk, and the kid woke up, thought he was late to the bus, and ran out of class. Do you know how pissed I'd have been if I got out, <laughs> once I got outside, thought I was going home, and realized I'm not going home? <laughs> no, I was always awake because I had a girl that would play with my hair in, uh, in Mr. Cottle's class. And that was great as an eighth grader. Oh, I'm sure. It was great. I, I never had that luxury. It was just the hair. It wasn't me. I had really good hair until it started to leave me. It was, uh, I had most of the girls pretty envious of my hair. 
there's that. So, so guys, like I said, right now we're wrapping up. Is there anything else that we're missing besides you know, Brooklyn's going to take control of this series and probably going to win the NBA title? I really hate living in Florida, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it much longer. The state's a wonderful place, but the the people that run it are just fucking morons. Yeah, dude, I I am seriously considering like leaving the country. Like I I want to live uh, in a country. I no, no, do that. Now, listen to me. I want to live in a country where people actually have achievements and they're proud of those achievements. Like, you know, I, I graduated college. I'm married. I have kids. My kids are successful. I'm proud of that. I am not proud, only proud of the day that, you know, and where I was when my mom evicted me from Hokuchi. I, I want to be proud of more than just something. <laughs> Mom's coochie is that devilish that it evicted you? <laughs> I was shot out. I don't know what you were. I was told I was caught. But I mean, that, that's the thing. You, you see these people that <laughs> they're, I'm saying, I was caught. They're, 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 they're like, super proud of their nation. Dorian's got so many things to say. Man, I'm just but like, knows, but he knows bruh. my mother. <laughs> <laughs> Your mom would slap you for saying that. She's the one who said it. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. She was saying what she would want you to say. Yeah, no, probably, probably, like that's that. probably accurate. Probably accurate. It's in the ether. You're welcome. (laughs) Take one more look before we get out of here so we can make more shitty. Golly, they're up by two with a minute left. Only two? Uh, One now on my TV, but I'm streaming, so I'm a couple seconds behind you guys. Oh, dagger. Dagger. James? Dagger. Kevin Durant hit a running three. Uh, That's a game. That's a game. I don't know. Okay, by my Uh, count, Durant's got 46. Durant. You know, if 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 I was the Nets, I would just like... Foul Giannis. 46, 16 rebounds, 10 assists, two steals, two blocks. I believe that's called giving him the business. I'm not sure. I I believe this is called, I'm going to win this game. Get the fuck out of my way. (laughs) If I were Durant, because this series is still going on, I'd walk by Giannis every time I hit a shot. Why can't you do this? <laughs> well, no, I mean, Giannis has already established himself as he's going to be the one that stays away from the NBA players and kind of does well. All right, then, well, why can't you do this? Yeah, I can do this. If it's a close game, I can finish this shit. Why can't you? I'd just put it right in his head. That's part of the game, planting seeds, man. Yep. And when you're garbage like me, you got to talk shit. No, that's all you got. Oh, no, I got a jump shot too, buddy. Oh, I'm sorry. That's all I got. Yeah. Dying at the jump shot. <laughs> That's all I got. Dude, it, jump shot, it, talking shit. That's all I got. It's I hard for run. me to dunk at the trampoline park. Yeah, edit I'll that out. When you, when you do the show, edit that part out. <laughs> 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 we might as well stay here for the next 44 seconds. Yeah, I might as well. Yeah. It's going to be like six timeouts deep. We'll be here to midnight, but it's fine. Well, it, it, my, my wife makes fun. She's like, oh, well, there's two minutes left in the game, so okay, we'll leave in 20 minutes. <laughs> She's right. And if it's yeah. a college basketball game, it could be tomorrow. Yeah. That's what I love college basketball. Hate the timeout situation the last couple of minutes. If both of them have a certain amount of timeouts under a certain amount of time, you should cut the rest of them. Give them well, three or two or whatever. And I, I am all for the 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 rule that the NFL has is like you cannot call consecutive timeouts. Hey, real quick, guys, I got a chance to be sarcastic. Who's gonna hit this three to put the Bucks in the lead, huh? Who's gonna not do be it? honest? Who's gonna do it? <laughs> Who's gonna do it? I'm waiting. Well, it could be Milton, you know, Middleton of his, you know, eight for twenty tonight, or it could be Lopez of his six for ten. Yeah, rookie. Uh, the best three point shooter on the team tonight was Chris, who's three of eight or three of seven. Drew Holiday. So yeah, Brooke Lopez has three of five. Ooh, give it to Brooke. Okay, so, Kevin, Kevin's about to end this shit. Yeah. So 
I've got that there's 15 seconds left. I'm following along my phone. 30, 30 right now on my TV. Okay. Big crossover. Uh, Giannis. Brick. Well, that's the thing. I mean, Giannis can't shoot. Can't shoot worth a damn. Give it to Chris. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, God. Wait till you see that. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. The two best players on the Bucks team caused that. Yep. Mm. <laughs> two free agency we go. So Durant set the line and made it. Okay, it's 110 to 107. That's yeah. over. It's a three-point game. They don't have anybody that can do that. Nope. <laughs> you're better off. You're better off playing rock, paper, scissors with us to see who does it. If they got me open, I'd shoot it. And okay, it's four. Okay. One one eleven, one oh seven. They have nobody that can score four points in this match time. No. Yes, yeah, game. Did they just foul Giannis? I mean, that's a, that's a sound strategy. <laughs> I like the guy too. I we rag on him a lot, but it's not out of hate. I promise you. Well, I like, like Giannis. It's like Ben Simmons. He just cannot shoot. I don't like anybody that dates the Jenner. That's why I'm having a hard time with book. <laughs> no, because you invite that stupid upon yourself, and whatever happens, you cool. If you cut your dick off and put a wig on, that's your fault because you saw what could happen. Okay, so Giannis that, is going to break this free throw. That's solid. Oh, um, he made Kate, it. He actually made it. Sorry, guys. Caitlyn Jenner is not transgender. She had her nuts cut off by those fucking girls in that house, and it made her mentally unstable. And this is what we got. No, she's. I, I still think that she was just trying to escape a, a murder rap. I fully think that she's been neutered by those women. He's been he's been freight trained for decades. And and think of what kind of piece of shit he is. He went to the murder trial with Chris to watch her husband defend OJ. Kardashian's a whole Kevin. episode by itself. Well, and that's that's the problem with society is like we we idolize these people that don't do anything for society. I mean, whether they're Kardashians, whether that's um, Harden, whether that's anyone. I mean, unless you're contributing to society, you should not be idolized. Well, they do. They have a makeup line. So is Durant shooting for 50 now? That was sarcastic. I think if Durant makes these two, he's got 50. Oh, your brother just had something to say, Dorian. So Giannis shoots a fadeaway jumper with an injured James Harden guarding him. No basketball IQ at all. He's not wrong. Ooh. Angry. So angry. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, Kevin missed. I don't know if you noticed that on your, your phone there. Yeah, you saw it. I've, I've got that. He's only got 49. Okay. He had a chance to go up four, and he's all up. I'm sure they're up by four. Oh, then he just hit the second one. Yeah. You're ahead of me on streaming. That's technology. I feel like that's the concession they made with the big networks, the the, the the cable companies. It's like, look, we'll run seven seconds behind you just to make you feel better. But I, I think that that makes 50, and I'm going to leave it up to, to ESPN and their sports research because I don't really want to do it. But I, I want to say this is probably the, the first 50-point triple-double I've seen in the playoffs. They don't happen often. Oh, there it is. Nope, 49 still. Let me refresh. Giannis, Giannis is two for four behind the three-point line today, by the way. That is serviceable. Okay, so at crack crack research team here at Sandlot Sports. So okay. the, the the most points scored in triple-double in the playoffs, I'll give you guys one guess. LeBron. Nope, not LeBron. Triple-double in the playoffs? Yep. Most points scored during a triple-double in the playoffs. Allen Iverson. Nope. Go ahead, Dorian. Russell Westbrook? Yep. 46? 51. That's my dude. I like Russ. Okay, what says about Russ? Me too. Anybody can go that hard for four quarters. He can, he can play on my team anytime. Now I'm going to be trailing the whole time, but he can play <laughs> on my team for sure. <laughs> Could you imagine having to run with that guy? Like maybe that's why he can't win is because he beats the shit out of his teammates through the regular season. Come on, we're maybe. going on a fast break. No, Russ. Come on. <laughs> Dude, we talking about practice. Practice, man. Practice. Not a game. 
A practice. Oh, okay, we'll, we'll just we'll cut it here because it's what 113 and 108. Yeah, it's over. It's over. Okay. Later, Gators. With that, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Sandlot Sports. Want more Sandlot Sports? Just follow us on Facebook at Sandlot Sports or on Twitter at Sandlot Sports 2020.